through my life. I was born in uh, July of 22nd in 1986 and I'm 26 now, I'm gonna be 27 this summer and I'm so excited about it. I was born in a very nice um, family. Um, I have my mom who's an architect and a designer. She loves me so much. She's my angel and my role model. Um, I also have my older sister who is five years older than me. Now she has a little daughter that she named Masha as well. And I have my dad um, who's a general manager of a repair shop. He's always strict but always loving. I think he has to be strict because, you know, three girls in the family. <laughs> And um, they decided to name me Masha because my sister was reading a fairy tale and her favorite character um, was Masha. So my full name is Maria Viktorovna. Victor um, marks my father's name, which means that I'm the daughter of Victor. <laughs> and this is the Russian version. <laughs> I was born in a small little um, town. And um, as far as my childhood, I love my kindergarten years best. I was a very active, very friendly, very outgoing girl, I would say. I tried to participate in every way and I was um, a favorite <laughs> of everybody's, I think. I was very cute and I was very loving and I loved attention. I, I loved to play different roles and I played basically in any performance that was out there. And I was a Cinderella, probably because I liked the boy who played the prince. <laughs> I also played um, Red Hood Robin, is it? I'm not sure what's the name of it in English, to tell you the truth. But I was very excited to play that part as well. It was very interesting. Um, also, I experienced my first tingles in the kindergarten when... Um, at the silent hour, as we called it, um, my friends would sit right next to me and I would ask them to glide their hands over my forearms and I would get strong tingles from that. That's one of my earliest experiences. And then I grew up in a small town that's called Lipetsk. It's an um, industrial town, I would say, and um, it's about 500,000 people live there. I was born in 1986, which also marks a um, year of Chernobyl accident where a power plant, I'm sorry, a nuclear plant um, has exploded, have had exploded, <laughs> and a lot of uh, nuclear waste was out in the atmosphere. And even though we're far away from Ukraine, there were so-called nuclear clouds that were floating around after the accident and the USSR government um, didn't tell people about it. So, um, it actually rained on the village where my grandparents lived, all four of my grandparents, and I loved spending time with my uh, grandmas and my grandpas because they were a lot of fun. But we didn't know that those rains were actually poisonous and they were killing them uh, slowly and three of my grandparents got a sudden cancer that they were fighting for a short period of time and um, basically, unfortunately, they passed away 
and it was all very sudden and very unexpected and my whole family was just broken and my parents were just traumatized greatly um because all of my grandparents died in early or late 50s other than that i was a very active girl i was sort of a tomboy <laughs> I would climb the trees with the boys and play soccer and swim and ride bicycles so I would always fall and complain to my mom <laughs> just because she, uh, she would comfort me so much and I loved it basically I loved any kind of sports when I was a kid but I loved to complain about it too <laughs> I, I was very friendly and I had a lot of friends um, in my early childhood my early school years and I still have those three of my best friends that I still keep in my heart one of them was Lena she was very shy in public but um, a real sweetheart in real life then there was Sveta she was very beautiful and Alina who was a jokester <laughs> and we're still best friends I'm actually gonna come see them uh, this summer again when I visit Russia when I was 12 years old I um, was asked uh, to play a part of a, a Juliet, uh, and I used to go to a lot of um, school uh, camps. And one of the teachers there was a director in a local theater, and he said that I was perfect for a Juliet play uh, role. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, no way!" <laughs> of course, I agreed. And uh, in a few months after all the rehearsals. I was playing a Juliet on a big stage and people really liked it and I was so excited I didn't really like the Romeo guy though because he, I don't know, I was not attracted to him <laughs> and the final kiss was kind of icky <laughs> but it was a great experience for me I really started to appreciate arts and um, theater much more starting that time growing up into a wonderful and beautiful young lady, I think. I started to shape up <laughs> around the age of 14 and a lot of uh, gentlemen would notice it and they would hit on me a lot. <laughs> but I was um, in a huge struggle with myself back then and um, I've came to a realization that I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I hated math, I hated chemistry, hated school. I didn't know what to do with my life, where to go, which path to take. All of my friends knew exactly what they wanted to do and I felt like a failure. And then after some digging and analyzing of exactly what I like most, I um, realized that I loved English and I decided to pursue a, a career of an interpreter or a translator so I would go to different um, tutors in different schools just to get into the linguistic university later um, my first love was a guy um, that I met sort of by an accident he was a really bad boy and it was a proper girl as you can tell <laughs> I was just immediately attracted to him and I couldn't help it I just fell in love with him right away um, and he fell in love with me too so 
we were both each other's first love, but there was something different about him. And there was that, he was a skinhead. Um, at first it turned me off, but I was already in love with him. <laughs> so, unfortunately it didn't change my mind back then. First love and all, you know how it is. <laughs> There's only feelings, there's no brain activity at all. Then um, he introduced me to his friends and uh, I have to say that that time of my life was... Um, I don't like it because I've seen so much aggression, so much crime, so much hate, just so much dirt and just cruelty over those people and I wish I've never seen that. Um, I hope my parents will never find out that I've actually been witnessing all that for so long while I was dating him. Then I was kind of fed up with him and I, I just didn't want to be with him anymore, but he didn't like that. So he would wait for me outside uh, and he would um, slap me, he would throw rocks at me, um, cuss at me or make fun in front of his friends if I was uh, walking by. But after a while, we both got over it and um, I was about to get into my beloved university. I was so excited because I loved English and it was my breakthrough moment. I knew that that was exactly what I wanted to do and I was just so excited to start it already. Um, I knew that it would give me so much in life, just, I don't know, I was very passionate about languages. Then uh, one day my life has changed a little bit. I was walking um, in the lobby of an apartment building and I was listening to music through my CD player that my parents just got me. I was holding my purse and um, I was stopped by three gentlemen of about age 20 and I was about 17. And I knew all of them because they lived in the same building. I've seen them a lot of times and they stopped me for a chat. I didn't like it and then one of them ran up to me and he punched me in the face. Um, they, they took my purse and uh, they continued um, punching me and kicking me in the head. I don't know why but it really seemed to me that um, they were trying to make sure that my face was uh, unrecognizable or something and um, they, um, they broke my nose in two parts and um, basically ruined my face for the rest of my life and um, from a beautiful lady I turned into an ugly lady <laughs> we went to police uh, again because I knew all, all of those guys and um, they said that there was not enough witnesses that there were not enough witnesses and just my witnessing account didn't count so the case was closed and uh, I lost all the hope <laughs> in, in Russian government at that time as bad as it sounds um, I was very upset with the way I would look because my nose was crooked and my face didn't look the same anymore and uh, I was very upset about it but don't worry Maria Aww. here's a flower for you <laughs> um, then 
aged 18 after I recovered and everything um, me and my friend saw an advertisement in the university that was offering a program that's called work and travel to uh, either United States or U UK and going to America was our both dream and we thought of New York we ended up having um, to go to Ohio for an employment there but it was good too when we arrived to New York City nobody met us in the airport how they were supposed to we called our employer and there was a message that it, they closed for a memorial uh, day weekend and uh, we really didn't know what to do because we didn't even know the address in Ohio where to go we were expecting somebody to meet us we called our moms but the connection was um, ruined and we couldn't talk to anybody we really didn't know what to do we were crying and here comes by a guy he says hi I'm David and it's my job to help lost students just like you girls I can help you if you wish and we're like huh? <laughs> I don't know about that, we were really concerned about his sudden help but we literally had nothing else to do like we couldn't... Well, what else are we supposed to do for three days? well, it's Memorial Day weekend so he said, I can drive you to the hotel and I'll come by tomorrow and uh, maybe I can help you find a job here somewhere we agreed um, if you would like to hear a more detailed story about this a journey, you're welcome to check out a video um, that I will post down below that I did some time ago so we stayed in the hotel and um, the next day he came back he charged us 75 bucks each for his services <laughs> I don't know what kind of service I guess it was a cab and then he said you can either stay in New York and be strippers or you can go to another state and that he has a friend in and be housekeepers we chose the second option so we were on our way to a different state and I actually live in the state now it's about three hours away from New York and I became a maid from there I was the housekeeper um, I have to say it was kind of fun I really enjoyed it I still got to communicate with a lot of people and meet a lot of Americans and it was a, a good practice for me but then one day I hurt my back real bad and I couldn't even walk um, and unfortunately my management there was Russian people basically they kicked me out and they said that if you cannot work you cannot stay here, you cannot live here they gave me about 100 bucks and I was out on the street again and one of my friends from the hotel um, said that there is a group of Russian um, students in downtown who can probably take me in and they did I said that I don't have enough money but they said that's fine come on in we're gonna help you out and I was so excited about it um, I didn't realize that they didn't have any furniture however so I literally would slip on the floor like not even carpet like hardwood floors and I would just use my clothes as my pillows and um, mm, cover myself up uh, one day we decided to go to the ocean because we were right next uh, to the ocean and I've never seen an ocean I was so excited I was like oh my goodness I'm gonna swim in an ocean <laughs> it was really exciting for me so I got in even though it was forbidden and there comes a huge wave <laughs> and it covered me up to 
twisted me and, and I basically hurt my knee really bad. I don't know what, I, what happened exactly to it. I like pulled a muscle on it or a tender. So now I had a broken back and a broken knee. I was very upset with myself for being so responsible, but there was nothing else I could do. I didn't have any health insurance and I didn't have any money to go to the doctor. I couldn't even go and get a job because I could barely walk. So I was getting really hungry. I would buy like a piece of chicken and spread it for a few days. And then one time my friend offered me to go to a birthday party with her. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness, thank you so much. Yes, <laughs> my main um, concern was just food and just eating as much as I can. And I just... I couldn't stop like stuffing my face with all the food. I've never been so hungry in my life. <laughs> I would just eat everything that was around me. Everybody was having fun. I didn't even care. Like <laughs> I remember that all I saw is just food and I would just put it in like in my mouth and just eat, eat, eat it and eat it. And here comes by a guy and he's like, hey. I'm like, okay. I didn't really like him at first. He was not even my type or anything, um, but after a while, I we started dating, and um, he saw where I lived, and he said that if I don't mind, he would like to offer me to live with him because he didn't want me to sleep on the floor anymore. Plus, I didn't have money, and he fed he fed me and take take and he took care of me. And after a while, we got married. Um, well, being married, I've came to the realization that I was just a housewife and I would gain weight and I didn't have any fun and I just knew that something was wrong and something was always missing I didn't have any friends um, I became really fat um, he did too and he liked it but I didn't I knew that that was not me I was so sociable and so friendly and a lot of things started getting into my head and playing with my mind. So I became very depressed and very anxious and very hateful and angry at everything. I hated my life. I didn't have any friends. Some of my colleagues at work, but not friends. He didn't care about it. I would get so stressed out. I didn't I literally was all alone in this country and I didn't have any support or any love and I knew that I was better. I was, you know, that it wasn't me. I was like somebody else in that moment. And I knew that I had to do something about it. So I went online. I watched relaxation videos and they lead me. They led me to whisper videos and I got tingles. And I got so excited because it was my breakthrough. It was like the, the best moment of my life, I think. One of the best moments I just would watch whisper videos all the time. He would do something else. I would learn about peace and love and patience and meditation and compassion. I would lose weight. I would get more active. I would get into dan dancing and hiking. And he didn't want to be a part of it. And I realized that I was growing away from him and he just, it was just not right for us. I was left and tricked into signing a contract where I would take over all of our debts. So now I have a huge debt. 
of like six num six digit one that I have to pay out for the rest of my life. I got acne because of it and um my hormones were all thrown off. I didn't know what to do because again I was alone and I didn't know what to do so I turned to my ASMR community again. Um and I found peace and inner strength again and I felt like I was doing it all right. I was my life is not so bad. It was great. I started loving myself even more. I found a lot of comfort in your guys' videos, the content creators, and it would just made it all much better and made me happy again. And then one day I was um, on Facebook uh, chatting with all of you, <laughs> my friends there, and um, a lot of you were supporting me. So you probably didn't even know that I was going through a divorce back then. And um, one day I saw a picture of Daryl. Like, oh, he's so handsome. <laughs> I, I don't know, he was really my, my type of a guy, and I just really liked him right away. And he liked me, and we started chatting. We chatted for about a month on Facebook, and we just fell in love. It was so weird, but the connection was so strong, it felt just right like it that's it, that, that's the person for me. Um, so, after just online chatting for a long time, we decided to meet and he lived in Michigan about 10 hours away from me one way so he would travel a few times a month just uh, to come and see me but he would stay for a week and um, we realized that we can live without each other because we really just complete each other and we're just so great together there's nothing better than the two of us we like the perfect match for each other I think and I love him so much and now we are together for a year and I couldn't be happier <laughs> um, so at this moment I just wanted to tell you guys how much you mean to me and I'm sure that my life would never be the same without you uh, you probably don't even know how much you helped me but you do you build up confidence in me and you show me that I am doing the right thing and you always lead me and show me the way <laughs> and um, I always follow you because I, I trust you and I believe in you and um, you really mean the world to me I love you each and every one of you I promise and I would be probably lost without you and I would be in a very bad and unhappy place if I haven't found this community I would never grow so much as a person I would never be so happy as I am today without you you really keep me going and I really owe it all from this day and from my future I really owe it all to you and I just want a big group hug <laughs> I, I cherish each and every one of you and I see your love and I try to give it back to you as much as I can and I just love this community so much you have no idea you really just make me happy you just I don't know I just felt that I found my truth I found my meaning my calling I found myself in it I found the right way you know, I found 
good people. I I learned so much from you and I'm just so grateful to you. And these are the special thanks to some of the people who were with me and supporting me side by side. Uh, who were going through a lot of struggles with me. So, I'll see you soon. Thank you for